Now time for our bonus segment for Slate Plus members. And we've been watching and listening to a lot of Muhammad Ali's stuff, some of which we got to on today's episode, some of which we got to over the weekend, some of which we're going to pour out now. Stefan, you've got a favorite YouTube clip that you're going to play for us. Yeah, this is a Howard Cosell Ali clip. And it's important to remember just how central Cosell was to Ali's uh, prominence. I mean, he gave Ali a platform, particularly during those three and a half years when Ali was banished from boxing by the boxing sportocrats. But even before that, I think Cosell recognized that Ali was this singular showman and Cosell fancied himself the singular showman too. And this clip is a pre-fight interview with Ali and Ernie Terrell. And Ernie Terrell was the bout that became famously known as the What's My Name fight because Terrell called Ali Cassius Clay and Clay said that, you know, Clay, and you'll hear in this clip what prompted Clay to go after him. So during that fight in the middle rounds, Clay is pummeling Terrell against the ropes and every time he hits him, he starts, he's screaming, what's my name? What's my name? Let's listen. You continue to be unafraid of this man. Yeah, uh, I'd like to say something right here. You know, Cassius Clay, yes. Why do you want to say Cassius Clay when Howard yes. Cosell and everybody is calling me Muhammad Ali? Now, why you got to be the one of all people who's color to keep saying Cassius Clay? Uh, Howard Cosell is not the one who's going to fight you. I am. You're uh, making it really you... hard on yourself now. Well, why uh, don't you keep the thing in the sport angle? Why don't you call me my name, man? Well, what's your name? You told me your name was Cassius Clay a few years ago. I never told you my name was Cassius Clay. My name is Muhammad Ali, and you will announce it right there in the center of that ring after the fight if you don't do it now. For the benefit of this broadcast, him. All right? You Uh, just acting just like an old Uncle Tom. Another fly palace. I'm going to punish you. Let me tell you something, man. You ain't got no back off of me. Don't call me no Uncle Tom. That's man. what you are, a Uncle Tom. Why are you going to call me Uncle Tom? What I ain't gonna, you heard me. No Just Uncle back Tom. off of me. And so, ladies and Uncle gentlemen, Tom? as the two contestants prepare for you battle wait, right okay, now, back off of me, man. Back off of me, man. Another interview has been recorded for posterity as the two gentlemen continue to promote the fight. Perfect. That's it. My favorite part is the end when Cosell says, keep shooting and perfect. That's it. Um, the combination of the, the sort of recognition that what they were doing was totally staged. But when you watch the video, you can see that, yeah, they're acting the way that boxers act in pre-fight, but Ali's pissed. And so is Terrell. He's not just playing along. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a bigger mismatch in front of the microphone than it was even in the ring, right? <laughs> I mean, that's something that... That, I, that bout was not a rout. That one, the, the mistaken belief of that fight is that Ali destroyed him, and he didn't. Great athletes, Mike, are not always great representatives of their own views and beliefs, and we kind of judge them based on did they say the right thing in this press conference? And it's not really fair. But Ali was somebody who said what he intended to say in the manner he intended to say it. Oh, yeah. I totally 
agree with that. And eventually he carved out a space so that by the end he was putting out quote unquote inspirational videos that are just, you know, stuff that Tony Robbins would have rejected. But the stuff that he said in the moment, the stuff that he composed for, you know, poems for the fight game, the the, the actual quality of his off the cuff comments had such clarity and uh, mm-hmm. and were so thoughtful and were just a dream. It seems to me crazy that so many sports writers took a stand against him when they should have loved him for the he fodder that he gave coffee. them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing is that I think that from what I – particularly what I read over the weekend, Ali had a strategy for each of these fights in the early years, not just tactically but how he was going to promote the fight. And with Terrell, he deliberately knew – he knew he was going to go after him for having called him Cassius Clay. And it was clearly Ali's intent to escalate that debate. And I think he knew when he went into the ring that if he had Terrell pinned and he was ahead, he was going to taunt him the way he taunted him. Let's listen to another clip. And Cosell also figures in this one. We could do a whole show on Muhammad Ali and Howard Cosell. Um, But this is a similarly staged but less – serious uh, subject matter, which is they are discussing the proposition seriously that Muhammad Ali and Will Chamberlain are going to fight. At six, three and a half, Muhammad Ali, the heavyweight champion of the world, at seven feet, one inch, Wilt the still Chamberlain. And what you have just seen was the decisive edge and reach that Wilt would have if these two men do in reality fight. Gentlemen, may I join you for just a minute? I'd like to bring your trainer, Angelo Dundee, in here with your handler, Drew Bodini. Fellas, would you come on in? I'd like you... The reach don't mean nothing if you can't find nothing I here. should like that Angie to nothing. measure it, Natural Muhammad. reach is long enough. But let the viewers see for themselves see. what the come reach on. would be. Back care. to back, gentlemen. Just get the pin. Oh, you want to measure Wilt yeah, first? Yeah, Wilt All right. Sign the contract. Yeah. Just get the contract. Yeah. He got the pen out. I got the pen. Basketball players. Got the pen. Football players and coaches. Right, right, right. What is the reach, Angie? He's the agitator. If he wants to agitate you into a fight, I'll get you. Seven feet. That's right. 91, 92 inches. All right, now measure the champ, will you? And then measure you. Would you, you know, just back you off and let them in come trouble. into camera? You don't getting this man in trouble. May we have your reach, please? Jim. Reach don't mean nothing. Terrell had a reach, too. Terrell had a bad jab when the fight started. You couldn't find it. Hurry, man. This has been living to me, a world six, champion one, and a basketball player. He's 78 inches. And so the edge is about a foot. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Stephen, you heard the reference to Terrell there. Ali was still worked up about that fight. Yeah, yeah. with reason. Yeah. It was a defining moment for Ali. But this is a, another genre, you know, one that I think hasn't gotten as much attention in the last couple of days, and rightfully so, was kind of the, like, more sideshow elements of Ali's promotion. There was, like, fighting the the wrestler and all of that stuff that kind of naturally attached itself to boxing promotions and to somebody who was the most famous person in the world and everybody kind of wanting a piece of him and kind of how that could play out in ridiculous ways. 
Did you have anything you wanted to play, Mike? I did. My nominee for the greatest uh, Muhammad Ali quote, really not so much a quote as a collection of quotes, his philosophy. We know how outspoken he was on important social issues. And this quote, this entire collection really is no exception to that. This is from uh, 1976 recording Ali and his gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay, wherein Muhammad Ali, Frank Sinatra, and Howard Cosell, and then later Howard Cosell was dumped for President Jimmy Carter, talked to children about the dangers of tooth decay. They meet Ali, who is looking up and down and all around for that terrible Mr. Tooth Decay and his sidekick, Sugar Cuba. My friends... Have you seen two funny-looking characters running amok around here? Hey, aren't you Muhammad Ali? Yes, indeed. That's who I am. Wow! The greatest! And the fastest! Ali, what you doing here? I have a new battle coming up. Win! Win! Boom! This is a different kind of battle, and I have to train just as hard. Eat the right kind of food and good healthy exercise won't hurt either. This one's against Mr. Tooth Decay and the terrible, terrible things that brings that nasty Mr. Tooth Decay around. Oh, boy, that sure is a big job. Very true, but it's one we can all win. All of us? We want to do it too. Listen, listen close, all you kids. Now, I'm going to tell you how you can all get into the fighting. Because what we're going to do to Tooth Decay is really exciting. We've got the stuff to run him away from here, just like I did George Foreman over in Zaire. Get your dental floss, 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 ready. Your toothbrushes, rushes, 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 loaded and ready for action. The news is out and this is the latest. They won't have a chance because we are the greatest. Greatest, 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 This was nominated for a Grammy Award for children's comedy record. I'm currently investigating the category of the best comedy record for children. Wow, what what so so many competitors they must have in this field and uh Muhammad Ali Wait, you sure it wasn't a more specific subgenre of children's <laughs> comedy record about the mouth? Yeah, starring right about things that are attached to the gums. But you know that Ali didn't care, like he obviously he was nominated, he did not win in that category. So you figured he, he could go back and just by dint of, you know, being a multiple nominee later win. No. He eschewed children's comedy when he went for more pressing children's issue with his next album, The Dope King last stand he upped the ante it was about cocaine use and who joined him on that just other celebrities who are gonna naturally have the ear of children the children of the era celebrities like billy jean king lily tomlin and arlo guthrie along with muhammad ali telling you not to do coke just really one of his greatest moments so you're telling us that Muhammad Ali was just four trophies away from an EGOT. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back next week with another bonus segment. Adios.